It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a fantastic and amazing, amazing show. I'll introduce my guest in a minute, and I promise this will be fun and informative. It's going to be great. I do want to take a minute or two, though, first to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I usually do this every single week. And before I forget, this episode is brought to you by Phone Sites. With Phone Sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. Try it free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. That's P-H-O-N-E-S-I-T-E-S, phonesites.com forward slash B-R-I-A-N. Last week, I shared one of the most important lessons I learned from my dad, and that was simply to hold myself to a higher standard. Today, the great lesson I'm thinking about is the importance of keeping commitments. When I was in college, I landed a summer job working at a camp. However, before the summer began, I was presented with a different opportunity to spend an entire summer in Washington, D.C. I was weighing my choices, summer camp in rural nowhere, Iowa, or an entire summer in a big city with lots of histories and opportunities to make more money. I announced to my parents that I wanted to spend my summer in D.C. instead, and Dad said, oh, no, you are not. You already gave your word to the camp, and they made decisions based on your word for being there, so that's where you're going this summer. Initially, I was crushed because a lot of my friends would be going on this trip to D.C., but it turned out to be a great decision because I made some great new friends and I got to develop some much needed leadership skills while working at this camp. In other words, I grew up a lot that summer. The footnote to this is that I got to spend the following three summers in D.C., so it all worked out the way it was supposed to. But the main idea is that when you keep your word and you keep your commitments, you will be respected and you will be seen as reliable and trustworthy and you cannot put a price on that. With this in mind, I'd like to introduce my guest, and my guest appearing here for the second time is Marshall Silver. Let me tell you about him. He is the world's leading authority in subconscious reprogramming and irresistible influence. As a world-class entertainer, he's the creator of the largest hypnotic production show in the world. He's headlined top showrooms in Las Vegas, Lake Tahoe, and a lot of other places around the world. He's a favorite on the Howard Stern Show, and he appeared unprecedented five times on David Letterman, even bumping the famous top 10 list. He's also a highly respected business consultant sought by Fortune 500 companies. He's also shared the stage with high-profile people such as President Trump, President Clinton, and Robert Kiyosaki. He's the author of the best-selling book, Passion, Profit, and Power, and his infomercial of the same name sold over a million copies worldwide. We have so much to unwrap today. So here we are with my very special guest, Marshall Silver. Marshall, welcome back to the show. It's great to have you here. Hey, thank you so much, Brian. Um, just wanted to say, I realize this is radio, and I apologize to anybody that does not have the glory of being able to see the two of us yes. with our perfect heads. Perfect heads, absolutely. Bald is beautiful. I embrace it, I receive it, I own it, and that's awesome. We, so we are yeah. shaved, brother. We are not bald. Yes, perfect. <laughs> We are shaved. That is correct. That's correct. So I want to ask, because I know your backstory because I've interviewed you before, but for those who have not heard much about you or your background, did you envision early in your life that you would be where you are right now? 
always. You know, that's one of the things that I think stand as a, stands as a, as a distinction between people that actually accomplish things and people that do not is people that get stuff done. We have a burning sense of certainty. Mm. It's kind of like the idea behind great inventors, the Teslas or the Elon Musks or the, the Edisons. When they approach something, it's never a can I ever. It's always a how do I? And, you know, when I was very young, we were dirt poor, as you know, from my backstory. I have 10 siblings. I uh, grew up in a household with no running water, no electricity, no phone. Often we had little, sometimes no food. Twice my family was homeless. And early on, I watched my mother, whom I loved very much, raising us as a single parent. I watched her suffer. I watched her cry because she couldn't provide for her children. And I swore at the age of five, and I didn't even know what was going on, I swore whatever was causing my mother to cry those tears, I would do whatever I needed to do to never see it again. And obviously, the uh, years between the time we're born until we're seven years old, the majority mm -hmm. of our programming is done. And mm -hmm. my programming from that time forward said, I am a multimillionaire whose money has not yet been deposited in my bank account. I love that. So growing up in the environment that you did, I would imagine you had people all around you who told you that you couldn't do whatever you wanted. Was that true? You know, I had some, except, uh, again, it's what we focus on. I'm sure there were more than I remember, mm -hmm. except I just didn't listen to them. They, they didn't matter to me. Awesome. And if you're listening to this radio program right now and you've got people speaking poorly into your life. Number one, they're toxic relationships. Mm -hmm. And there's only one of two things you can do. You can either change the people you hang out with or change the people you hang out with. And that really is, those are the only options. And, you know, for me, often I have gotten rid of toxic relationships, even the ones I was related to and simply said, Hey, I love you. And I cannot hang out with you anymore. Yeah, and if yeah. they, if there are relationships that are pulling us down, that we're not related to, yeah, don't hesitate a moment. Just say, hey, I love you, and good luck. I, I don't want to be here. Right, absolutely. So I want to ask, what great lessons did you learn early on that have served you later? Because I'm sure there have been many. So many. One is certainly, and, and it's cliched at this point, let your vocation be your vacation. you mm. got to figure out what you love. You, you, you'd want to make sure you're not doing anything just for money. You want to be sure that you are of the mindset that says the natural way I live my life will produce the abundance and prosperity that I desire. I, I don't get up and go to work. I get up and, and live my life, and that produces the results that I want. Fantastic. So how did you decide to be an entrepreneur? What else is there? <laughs> great, great you know, answer. <laughs> I started working for other people early on. I, I, being as poor as we were, would do anything that we needed to do. Coming mm -hmm. from a farming community in Michigan, I, uh, at 10 years old, had a 40-hour-a-week job crawling through the fields, uh, weeding the carrots and the spinach on my hands and knees for a dollar an hour. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously I had a lot of jobs. Fortunately for me, at 14 years old, our family ran out of money in Michigan, and uh, my mother decided to load up the station wagon and drive to California where her mother lived, and we had nothing. And when we landed, I got a job immediately. I'm 14 years old, I got a job, another full-time job immediately 
with a local magic shop in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And the magic shop owner in the next few years was the man that reinvented Halloween. And without getting into all the distinctions of what he did, modern Halloween is a byproduct of his creation. So the idea of going to a big box that's only there for 30 days that sells Halloween goods, that mm-hmm. was his idea. And he made wow. hundreds of millions of dollars off a single idea. Um, he was nine years my senior. Mm-hmm. And so watch, watching him come up with a single idea, Brian, yeah. it made him, at the time, tens of millions, eventually hundreds of millions of dollars. I realized that you, me, all of us are one idea away from then. I thought it was a million bucks. Now I realize it's a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. And we, we once again, back full circle, we've got to be certain we're one idea away from a billion dollars. Otherwise, those ideas come and go and we never take action on them because we don't yeah. believe enough. Absolutely. And uh, in addition to him, who are some of the most impactful mentors that you've encountered in your journey? My mother, for mm. sure. You know, um, and, and my mom was one of those people that she did whatever she had to do to take care of the people that she loved. And she put other people first. Now, that is not a good strategy unless mm-hmm. you also and she didn't put herself in the mix at all. You must also put yourself first. Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a book by Ian Rand who wrote uh, Atlas Shrugged. She wrote mm-hmm. Fountainhead. She wrote another book that she's not real famous for called The Virtues of Selfishness. Mm-hmm. And the book boils down to the basic concept of what you hear when you get on a commercial flight, Ooh, commercial flights. Mm-hmm. And that is when the uh, when the flight attendant says to you, in the event of a loss of cabin pressure, a mask will drop on, down. Please place your mask on first and then assist the person beside you. The reason it says that they say that is if you don't put your mask on first, you'll run out of oxygen. You'll help the person flailing beside you. You'll both die. Mm-hmm. Whereas you've got to put on your mask first. That way you can assist the people around you. And so many people, they don't do that. They think it's selfish to take care of themselves. And it's not. It's smart. And yeah. so my, my mother was definitely a mentor of mine. And, you know, I have other mentors through osmosis. Other, You know, I spend millions of dollars, Brian, mm-hmm. myself on mentoring and on training and on access to billionaires and people of influence and, and I learn a little bit from all of them, yet without a doubt, uh, Chuck Martinez and uh, my mother. And then ultimately, I take my cues from God. I am not a religious person. I love God very deeply. And I don't think it's hard to figure out right or wrong. I don't think it's difficult to be intuitive. When you simply listen to your higher power, you'll get greater guidance. Fantastic. We've got a couple minutes to our first break. Having a mentor in business is obviously also very, very important to experiencing any level of success, I know you have a criteria for how you find your mentors. What might that be? Pretty simple. I I look for somebody living a lifestyle that I want to live. I got nothing to to learn from Warren Buffett. I have zero desire to drive around the same old beat up car. And and, and he says that he he lives very simply, although he doesn't really live that simply. Um, I am a person of flash. I like private jets. I like I have a 17,000 square foot home in Vegas. I've got a home on the ocean in Southern California. My intention is I'll have many other places. Find a mentor that's living a lifestyle that you like. Find a mentor who started off worse than where you are now. Find a mentor who uh, will hold your feet to the fire. And then finally, hold a mentor who's willing to also just flat out be honest with you. That's absolutely perfect. Less than a minute to the break. What is your big why? Why do you do what you do? I don't have a why. 
why invites whining. Mm. You know, asking why uh, is is not as powerful as asking what. My big what is my wife and my children. What's the reason I'm motivated to be sure their lives are infinitely better than mine was? That is absolutely amazing. I don't think I've had anyone ever say that before. I appreciate that. We are coming up on our very first break. My very special guest this week is Marshall Silver. And later in the program, we will talk about his program where he's going to help 12 people become millionaires in 12 months. We'll talk about that later in the show, but you have to stick around to hear about that. We'll come right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. It's words you never heard. Did Scotch tape originate in Scotland? Nope. The popular gift wrapping tape was actually developed right here in the United States. In 1926, the Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing Company, 3M, was being a bit rapacious, trying to save a little scratch or money, and started using a cheaper adhesive on their sticky tape. A Detroit automaker ordered some of this newer, cheaper tape to use for spray-painting auto bodies. But the automaker complained because the tape was scotch, a politically incorrect word that meant cheap or stingy. While the tape didn't have the adhesion to satisfy the automaker, it was hardly a Jifu jet. That's an unnecessary thing. It had many other uses, as we all know. So the tape was kept in production, and the name Scotch just stuck. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Marshall Silver. And if you have not downloaded and subscribed to Success, Success Profiles Radio on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, go ahead and do that. Uh, you can listen to any of the over 400 episodes that we have done. And the last time Marshall was with us, it was episode 200. So that was a milestone episode. So it's been a little while. And you've been working on some new things, Marshall. In fact, you've got a brand new program where you're going to mentor some people to become millionaires. Tell us about that. I am. I uh I have ticked off every item on my bucket list. You know, you and I are friends on Facebook. We interact yes. there. So we, we know a little bit about each other, not everything. Right. Uh, I have the most perfect wife. God blessed me in a huge way 14 years ago. And I had been married twice before my one true wife. I am glad that I was. It, it allows me to recognize and know for certain that she is perfect. My wife, Erica, is perfect. I've got three amazing children. I have made over a half a billion dollars in my career. There isn't a 
monetary thing in my world that I want. Like I mentioned before the break, I fly around the world on private jets. I, I have more homes than I can utilize. I, I, have a, I have some homes that I haven't seen in literally months, and they are private residences. That's my life. And so for me, I have everything I want. And uh, God threw a wrench in my gears. Back in December, the very end of 2020, I started having some challenges, and I didn't know what they were. Long story short, found out I had some heart challenges and had to have open-heart surgery. I had open-heart surgery on February 23rd. I'm 58 years old. And luckily for me, fortunately for me, I didn't have a heart attack, and I you know, wasn't playing racquetball or down at the beach or you know, somewhere. They had to race me in an ambulance and do the, the surgery. They caught it, and they said, you need to have this surgery. So we scheduled the date, had the surgery. I'm lying in ICU after the surgery, and a few things are occurring to me. Number one, I'm grateful. I'm saying thank you, God, for getting me through that. Uh, as, as simple as life seems at times, some things are not simple and, and people die. And so I was thankful for that. And then I was lying in bed and I was, you know, I had a, I have a friend of mine who had similar challenges and he couldn't go do the surgery because he didn't have insurance. And I thought, my God, how, how horrible must a life be? You're having life threatening physical challenges and you can't go get surgery because you don't have insurance. And, and I was lying in bed and I thought, well, you know, what changed in your life, Marshall? What same questions you're asking me back in 1994, I had an idea and it was a single idea. And I was at the time, $250,000 in debt, sell everything I have. And I owe $250,000 more. And I had an idea. And from the time I had the idea through its execution, through all the steps that I had to do to make it happen was about four months. And at the end of four months, not only was my debt paid off in full, I had two million liquid net in the bank. And I was lying in the ICU and I was thinking, okay, you did that. Now, a lot of people would say, yeah, you know, you did that. You got lucky. I know I didn't get lucky. I know that it was all my mindsets. It was all my skills and that it was everything all brought together. Yet with an overwhelming supernatural sense of certainty, once again, I keep coming back to that. And I thought, well, gosh, you know, what are you going to do as your legacy? What are you going to do if God's giving you extra time, clearly? What are you going to do? And I said, you know, God, wouldn't it be fun to take somebody and go from zero to millionaire in four months like I did? Mm-hmm. And I said, I, I could do that. And then I started thinking about it. And I said, well, yeah, you could do that. What if you pick a bad horse? And what I mean by that is, no, not everybody can do that. Some people are intrinsically lazy. Some people are, are intrinsically uh, combative. They fight against everything, including making money. And I said, so no, you, I, I don't believe I could do it with anybody. Could I do it with a certain group of people, a certain personality type? Could I do it with people willing to be moldable talent? Yeah, except there's always the luck of the draw. I met, Just like I got married to the wrong two people twice. There's always my misjudgment. And I said, so... I accept the fact that sometimes I misjudge things. And I said, well, what if you took 12 people and you mentored 12 people? Do you think you could make one of the 12 a millionaire inside of of 120 days, four months? And I said, absolutely. Yeah, I could guarantee that. And I said, well, how great would it be then if you documented it, put your money where your mouth is and actually videotaped for documentation that whole process. And so here's what it is in a nutshell. I came up with this idea. Uh, I'm going to take 12 people, 
and I'm going to mentor them for 120 days. And over the course of 120 days, it is my plan to make at least one of them a millionaire. Go from zero to a million dollars plus in net worth in 120 days. Um, if I'm not able to do that, if I'm unable to make that happen, then I will give $2 million of my cash to a charity that combats child sex trafficking, one of the causes near and dear to my heart. So if I'm not able to put my money where my mouth is and make that happen, I'll give $2 million of my dollars to the charity to combat child sex trafficking. But here's the other thing. When I do, and I'm confident that I will, I'm certain that I will, when I take at least one of them to $1 million or more, I'm going to not only um, show that I did that, but I'm, I'm confident it'll be more than one. I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be six to eight of the 12. The person that makes the most money during that period over that 120 days, the person that makes the most money over a million bucks, I will also give them an additional million dollar prize, which effectively makes them a multi-millionaire in 120 days or less. That's amazing. That's amazing. Is, is there is there there's an application process? Obviously, is that application process available yet? Yeah, it's not quite available. I'm going to give you a website in a moment. It's not quite yet available yet. I'll give you the website because it's about to drop any day now. So mm -hmm. in the next like two, three, four days, it will drop. Uh, the website is I M I A M V T H E Next Multimillionaire dot com. I am the Next Multimillionaire dot com is the website. And there is an application process because, you know, part of what it is, is I know that if, if I were to promote, I'm going to make, uh, you know, somebody a multimillionaire in 120 days or less, pretty much everybody would say, pick me, pick me, pick me. Right. And I want to be clear. I am not here to pull somebody out of homelessness and make them a millionaire. I'm more than happy to assist those people. We do. I'm more than happy to provide funding to feed and clothe and house people that are down on their luck. I'm more than happy to help. I'm not here to pull somebody out of a, a welfare line. I, I respect the fact that hardworking, willing people end up in welfare lines. I understand that my mother was a welfare worker. That's mm -hmm. just not what this is about. This is about taking people like yourself, frankly, that, mm -hmm. are, that, are, that are well-intentioned, that have a good work ethic, that are willing to do the hard work and say, okay, it's not difficult to make a million bucks in that period. It's different. And the, the reason that I want to do that is this is my gift to, first of all, middle America, America, then worldwide, is I want to shift the paradigm. I want people to say, like I did, because I know that's what happened for me. When I watched my mentor at, at 17 years old is when he did it, go from being fairly broke to... Uh, being a you know multi-multi-millionaire, when I watched him come up with that one idea and he did that, I said, I can do this. And that was the cementing idea that helped me create what I created. I want enough people to watch me work with those 12 people. And the 12 people will make up all sorts of demographics. 23-year-old college graduate girl with, with massive amounts of student loans due. 75-year-old uh, married couple looking at their Social Security realizing they'll never survive, and everything in between. I want people watching this, whether it's a, a one-off documentary or a weekly television series, I want them watching these people and say, I can identify with those people. Heck, 
I am watching what they're doing. If I do what they do, I'll produce a similar result. That's what I want. I love that. And when this succeeds, if you decide to do it again, maybe a Netflix deal is in the offing somewhere down the line. Who knows what you could do with this later? Yeah, we've already had massive offers on this from from uh, television networks. When they when they understood I was putting all my own money up, they said, oh, sign us up. I, they said, what about the million dollar prize? I said, right out of my pocket. They said, you got to be kidding me. Sign us up. So, yeah, we, we've already got a lot of attention on this thing. And, and yeah, I, I told my staff and I told the people that are near to me that this first time, the, the biggest challenge we have is nobody believes me. Mm-hmm. Everybody thinks there's some kind of a catch. Everybody thinks that there's no way. You know, you mentioned before the break, and it was not not anything wrong on your part. You just misread it. And, and probably subconsciously we're thinking, gosh, you know, that's reasonable. Become a millionaire in 12 months. Right. No, it's 120 days. It's four months. Wow. And that's what I'm going to be doing. And, and I've told my staff, the first time we do it, there'll be a lot of resistance of people just saying, you know, I want to believe. I'm not, not knocking you. I just, that's so hard to believe. Yet the, when we do it, and I've made six or eight or 12 even millionaires in 120 days or less, and everybody says he did what he said he was going to do, I promise you, the second time we do it, and my plan is to do it three times a year, the second time we do it will be easier and then easier and easier until I finally accomplished exactly what I set out to accomplish. Having people accept the fact that becoming a millionaire is not difficult. It's different. And no yeah. one taught your parents. No one taught your teachers. Yeah. No one taught your mentors. So no one could have taught you. Wow. We've got a couple of minutes to our next break. Without letting the cat out of the bag, there probably is a certain skill set that's required to make this happen if someone's committed to the process. What might some of those skills be? Nope. Uh, there is a $50 application fee. I don't want riffraff. If people aren't willing to invest 50 bucks in themselves, I'm not going to mentor them for four months for free. That's half a million dollars worth of mentoring. And if they're not going to put a little bit of commitment in themselves, I don't want to do it. So, no, there, there is zero skill set required. I'll give them the skill set. I'm also going to give every single person that applies, whether they're selected or not, $2,500 worth of training, including five days of training for 50 bucks, mind you. Five days of training, which will be the exact skill sets, whether they worked with me or not, that anybody would need to go from zero to millionaire in 120 days or less, all for less than 50 bucks. How awesome is that? That is absolutely amazing. As we wrap up this segment, what else would you like to say about this particular challenge that you're about ready to put on? I'm giddy. I'm, I'm giddy. And, and, I, and I know you may have seen this. I've got other fun stuff going on in the midst of it all. I have a a Rolls-Royce Phantom that I drive in Vegas, got 20,000 miles on it. I am giving it away for free as a part of this promotion. So somebody's going to get a free Rolls-Royce. Somebody's going to get time inside my 17,000 square foot home in Vegas. And more than one person is going to become a multimillionaire. That's absolutely fantastic. We are coming up against our next break, and that application process will be available very, very soon. The site is called IamTheNextMultimillionaire.com. Is that correct? That is correct. Absolutely. We will come back on the other side and we will talk more with Marshall Silver when we return. I cannot wait to unveil and unwrap what else we have going on. This is a fantastic show. Please stay with us. This is Success Profiles Radio. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. 
This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Marshall Silver. If you've not picked up my latest book, it is called Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, Volume 2. It came out about a year ago. It includes some of the best interviews with people who have been on this show, including my first interview with the one and only Marshall Silver, who's on the show with me today. Great, great book. The Kindle version is 99 cents. You can't even shake a stick at that. Go get it. Go get it. You will not regret it. It's awesome. So, Marshall, I would love to ask because you are very productive. You get a lot of things done. I want to ask, how do you figure out the best and highest use of your time? Well, that's the question. What's the highest and best use of my time? That's the question. And it starts with income generating activities, IGAs. So as an entrepreneur, that's the first thing you've got to say is, um, number one, if you're going to make a million bucks in a year and minimum 40 hours a week, 50 weeks a year, the minimum value of your time is 500 bucks an hour. So if you're not earning, if the thing you're doing doesn't earn you $500 an hour, if you could pay somebody else to do it for $500 an hour or less, then, then it's beneath your pay grade and yeah. you need to start saying no. There are a lot of activities that people do that are just wasted. I'll give you an example. And this is from mm-hmm. my youth. When I was a kid, my mother required that I make my bed. Now, in my, my bedroom as a kid, I, I, it was my own bedroom. I didn't share it with anybody. And at you know, 14 years old, 15, 16 years old, nobody else saw my bedroom ever. Nobody. Mm. Just me. And I didn't care if the bed was made. So my mother and I used to have... Uh, used to be a lot of friction between us because she'd tell me to make my bed every single day. And I would say, Mom, it is wasted energy. Uh-huh. There's zero point. And she'd yeah. say, it's discipline. I need you to learn discipline. And I said, Mom, I'm working a full-time job. How much I discipline see. do I need to show you? But I loved my mother. I didn't want to find her wrong. And so I uh-huh. sold my bed. I just sold my bed. <laughs> and I got rid of it. I just got rid of my bed. And at first, I slept in a sleeping bag on the floor. 
And then that wasn't really comfortable. And so I went out and I got a hammock and I uh, put a hook in my closet. I put a hook in the opposite corner during the, during the nighttime. I'd sleep in the hammock. I'd wake up in the morning, unhook it from the corner, hook the both sides up in the closet, shut the closet, bed made. Nice. Well, the beauty of that too was, by the way, Brian, I was a magician as a mm -hmm. kid in my little teeny tiny bedroom by getting rid of the bed and by, by putting it in the closet each day, I now had a big wide open space to practice my magic. So, you know, again, uh, necessity is the mother of invention. Right. So right. when it when it comes down to the highest and best use of our time, I often come back to this concept of what is uh, saleable and scalable. What, uh, you know, what what is it that we could do once and forget it? How do we create massive passive income? How do we duplicate ourselves either in other people or in a product or in something like a book like an audio program, like a sales team that I've trained? How do I how do I duplicate myself so that I can have my productivity multiplied many times over? And so we, we stop trading our hours for dollars. Right. And the ability and the willingness to stop trading hours for dollars is one thing that millionaires and billionaires do differently than anybody else. How else do millionaires and billionaires think differently from everybody else? I don't care what something costs. All I care about is how much can it make me. We spend less time haggling than other people do. We will often, frankly, overpay for something just to save the time. And uh, that's the challenge. And, and I don't think most people get that, that they, they step over dollars to pick up dimes on a regular basis. Just get it done already. Move on. Yeah. And, and paupers consistently are worried about squeezing every dollar they have. I keep my, my checking account balanced by pouring more money into the account. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I know that Robert Kiyosaki says, instead of trying to fit your expenses into your budget, just expand your income to meet your lifestyle. And I, I know that you think that's the way too. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, what do you think? What do you think are some of the top reasons why people ha have money? Why they actually have it? They have a good relationship with money. Hmm. They 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 have different beliefs about what money is. They have a mindset of service. When I want money, and I think about myself, and I think I need money. I need this. I need that. Number one, it's very selfish. Number two, it doesn't work. I've got to get out of my head and I've got to get into the minds of the people that I seek to serve and say, how can I serve them? So I'll give you an example. This I am the next multimillionaire.com. This whole promotion is about other people. We're going to lose money on that $50 application fee. People are going to apply. It's $49.95 to apply. They're going to put their 50 bucks up. They're going to receive First of all, the opportunity to potentially be one of the 12 that I choose. And if that's the case, they just turn 50 bucks into $500,000 worth of training over four months of mentoring. Second thing, they're going to receive five 90-minute uh, sessions once a day, five sessions of training in exactly what I'm going to teach over the four months condensed. How do you go from zero to a million bucks in four months? What are the things you've got to think about? Plausibility resources. You got to learn influence at some point in there. Mm -hmm. You got to understand this concept of scalability and saleability. And ultimately, you've got to figure out where do I plug all this into so that it runs on autopilot? Yeah, They're, they're going to receive a one-month subscription 
to my group coaching program. So they'll be able to get on the phone, on a Zoom with me every week, once a week for a full month so they can decide if they like me. Gosh, they, they, mm-hmm. they may apply and then realize, God, I don't even like this guy. I don't want to be mentored by him for four months. But they'll receive one month of group coaching from me. They'll also receive a home study course that we're already selling called What Would a Millionaire Do? Sells for 300 bucks. They'll receive it as a free bonus when they apply for that $50. And then finally, and this is my big expense, they're also going to receive a one-on-one coaching session. Every single person that applies will receive a one-on-one coaching session to figure out what is it that's their roadblock. How are they uh, stopping themselves when other people of similar backgrounds, similar resource are producing phenomenal results and they're not, how, how do they identify those things so they can stop doing it? Right. Absolutely. So, and I, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to, I was, I was actually going to pivot to a different topic, but if you weren't done, go ahead. Yeah. So again, it, it comes down to that. It's once again, it's not difficult to help people make a million bucks. A million dollars really isn't that much. Right. And there may be people listening to this program saying, ah, easy for you to say, rich hypno boy, you're at your beach house in Vegas flying around in private jets. The, the reason that I have this life is I decided at one point, it's not difficult. What I've got to do though, I've got to serve other people. I've got to solve their challenges. Yeah. And when I can take a look at other people and say, okay, what challenges are they faced with and solve them, then I get rich. Couldn't be a better example than Uber or Google or any of these companies that were built on the idea of how do we solve somebody else's dilemma? Absolutely. And I would imagine another key difference between people who have money and people who don't is the way they talk to themselves all the time. True? Oh, gosh, yeah, of course. You know, my household, I have three babies. I've got a 10-year-old, an 8-year-old, and a 6-year-old. We have certain agreements in our household. We don't say the word can't. Don't know how to, don't want to, are perfectly acceptable. Can't is not a word we use. We don't say try. We either do it or we don't. Mm -hmm. We don't say but. We say and. We have no problems. We have challenges. We, We have good attitudes because good attitudes are by choice. Uh, When we get upset with something, we simply use our words and declare, what do we want? And, you know, and there's so many ways that a millionaire mind operates differently than a pauper's mind operates that most people just never get to that place where they step into viewing the world through those millionaire glasses. And that's what I want for people. I want people to get, yes, there's a way for you to win the game that is different than how you've been doing it, and it works. Yeah. Are affirmations a form of hypnosis? Of course. I knew you'd say that. <laughs> and, and I listen to affirmations on, on YouTube all the time. I know Bob Proctor has a really great one that is looped over and over and over again. And it goes, I'm so happy and grateful now that money comes to me in increasing quantities through multiple sources on a continuous basis. You listen to that for two hours straight, you're going to start to believe it after a while. So I love it. It's great. Yes. And so everybody has to accept the fact that we're speaking inside of our minds at 1,500 words per minute, mm-hmm. and we choose what those words are. And if those words aren't serving us, then we've got to change the words we're thinking. Yeah, that is absolutely true. Uh, what are your favorite productivity tips? Worst things first. Worst take, things- take, care of the stuff, take care of the stuff you don't want to do. Usually that's the stuff that needs to get done. Yeah. Next, ask, you know, ask, is this something that even needs to get done? Could it be delegated? 
Um, and is it a money-making opportunity? That is absolutely fantastic. I love that. When I interviewed Sharon Lecter, she said, I don't do anything if I don't think I can make money from doing it. And that was a revelation for me. I love that. It sounds like you're saying exactly the same thing. Beautiful. We've got probably a couple minutes left to our next break. I want to ask you how important gratitude is. I know that you are a big believer in it. Yep. The rich get richer. You must appreciate where you are now because where you're at later will be where you're at now then. Absolutely. How do you effectively deal with fear? Fear doesn't mean stop. It just means pay attention. It, it, it means uh, there is something that you should be looking at, something you should be paying attention to. Fear also is nature's way of protecting you. And because it doesn't mean stop, what happens is, is you can feel a fear and yet still do something anyway. Yeah, I, I love that. So how do you decide... Uh, what do you decide? What do you decide? What do you say yes or no to? You know, that's not an easy question to answer. It's it's all relative. There, I can say no to something at a particular moment that I'll say yes to later on. I tend to be sure I'm not rewarding poor behavior, yeah. and not just in my children, uh, in the world in general. If I see somebody is trying to demand something from me, or extort, or or you know, <laughs> do something that I think is using leverage to just to get me to do something, I say, yeah, I'm done. I don't care. Yeah. You know, we got yeah. some really insane companies like Coca-Cola right now telling people to try to be less white. Uh, forgive yeah. me. I'm white. I'm not going to try to be less white. How about I just be more kind? And how about you do too? By the yeah. way, I'm never drinking a Coke product again. Yeah. I gave up soda seven years ago, so that's not even on my radar. So I'm all good with that. We are coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this is going. We have talked about a lot of amazing things on the show. Marshall's been a fantastic guest. We've got one more segment to go. And once again, if you did not hear him talk about his program where he's going to mentor 12 people to become a millionaire in four months, there is an application process which will be active very shortly. Go to the site imthenextmultimillionaire.com and you can check that out and... Let's have fun on this next segment. Let's take it home. Please stay with us. Don't go away. This is Success Profiles Radio. We will be right back shortly. And if you've not downloaded and subscribed to the show on Apple, to, Apple uh, Podcasts or iTunes, go ahead and do that now. We'll come right back. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Don't you just love to catch bloopers that happen on television? 
One popular slip of the tongue is a malapropism, which is a mistaken use of one word for another. Malapropisms are named after Mrs. Malaprope, a character in Sheridan's play The Rivals. Spoonerisms are a mix-up of the initial sounds of two or more words. For example, instead of saying, my lips are zipped, one might say, my zips are lipped, or maybe belly jeans instead of jelly beans. One of the earliest bloopers ever recorded is contained on a tinfoil strip on an Edison phonograph in 1878. The recording was restored to reveal a musical performance where the singer forgot the words and sang, Look at me, I don't remember the song. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and for more Words You Never Heard, check out my podcast at wordsyouneverheard.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Marshall Silver. And uh, if you have not uh, subscribed to Success Profiles Magazine, please do that. Go to successprofilesmagazine.com. Marshall was on the cover uh, a while back, and that was a fantastic issue. Go to successprofilesmagazine.com and pick the option you want to subscribe with. So, Marshall, I would love to ask, how can we get anything we really, truly want in life? You know, it comes down to intention. Napoleon Hill talked about it in Think and Grow Rich a lot. That's what the majority Mm -hmm. of the book is about. And that is a definition of purpose. So most people never get what they want because they never define exactly what they want. You, you ask them, what do you want? They go, oh, I want more money. Well, here's a dime. Yeah. There, that's more money. Or they'll say, you know, I really want, I, I want, I want to just make the world a better place. Well, go out, pick up that starfish off the beach, throw it back into the water. Well, that won't make the world a better place. Well, it made a better place for that starfish. Yep. And, and I just don't think most people are very specific. They, they keep waiting to be happy. And so I, I say savor the wanting as much as the having. If you can't be satisfied being hungry, if you cannot enjoy that, that sense of hunger before you eat, mm-hmm. you'll never be satisfied after you eat. It just doesn't happen that way. No, I agree with that for sure. I would also imagine on a different topic, the most successful people are also the greatest salespeople. Why do you think a lot of people don't embrace that? They just don't like selling. They think it's icky. You know, I think most people sell crap. Yeah. And I think think most people sell things they don't believe in. And so they, they should feel bad about doing that. I believe that when you believe in what you're selling, you have a moral and ethical obligation to sell it. And when you don't believe in what you're selling, you have a moral and ethical obligation to stop selling it. And so when when you believe in what you're selling, you don't take it personally if somebody says no to you. In fact, you feel bad for the other person. You say, gosh, I must be doing you a disservice. Clearly there is something I didn't explain properly. Otherwise, you'd be all over this because this is in your best interest. I, I'm as excited, Brian, uh, by the people that apply that are not selected for the next multi-millionaire challenge as I am for the 12 that I'm going to mentor. And the reason I'm as excited for the ones that just apply is I know that the thousands and thousands and thousands of people that will apply, they will get massive benefit and their brain, their lives, their, their 
existence will be forever shifted just because they had the courage to step up and say, I want something different. I'm okay with whatever result I get, yet I know that I miss every shot that I don't take. And hey, he may just select me to be one of those 12 people. Absolutely. And people who are afraid to buy are also afraid to sell too. They 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 don't want to buy your thing because they just they're they're they are afraid of what may happen if they fail, right? That is what I teach. Yeah. You know, every single thought has a physical response on the body. It is impossible for us to hold a truth without telegraphing that subconsciously, non-verbally to the outside world. So if I am afraid to buy or I have any resistance to buying or if I have any resentment when somebody tries to sell me something, then what happens when I go to sell, I telegraph that resentment. I project that resistance and the person that I'm interacting with won't buy from me. They'll simply think to themselves, gosh, you know, the offer seemed good, the value seemed to be there, but there was just something about them that just made me say no, and I, I decided that, yeah, I, I'm not going to buy right now. So yeah. I love buying. Mm-hmm. I enjoy spending my money. I am positive that the more I spend my money, the more velocity I create financially in my world, meaning mm-hmm. the more seeds I plant, the more they come back to me. I, I, I buy a new car from the car dealership. The guy that sold me the car has a commission. He can go buy a new house. The guy he buys a house from, she makes a commission. She goes and buys new clothes. They made money. They can buy my seminars. It's a, it's a circle of velocity. And paupers don't get that. They think the more I hold on tightly to my money, the more I'm frugal, the more I'm a, a tightwad the richer I'll become. And, and I don't agree with that. There's a book called The Millionaire Next Door. Some yes. of your listeners may be aware of that. Horrible book. Really bad book. And the book is about people that, that live very frugally. They drive beat-up old pickup trucks. They live in cardboard box houses. And they die with millions of dollars. You don't have to work that hard to do that. No, don't do that. Spend your money. Spread your wealth. Enrich the lives of the people around you. The velocity in and of itself will make you wealthier and the whole world will be a better place. I love that. And, you know, because people get all hung up on hoarding their money, they are always, always price shopping. And that is their main priority. And then as business owners, if we buy into the idea that we have to compete on price, that just doesn't make the world a better place at all. Right. No, never compete on price. Always compete on value. That is absolutely fantastic. Compete on value. And, and you know, and the most successful marketers I know do that. They don't lower their price, but they add tons and tons and tons of value. And sometimes people will buy your thing because of the bonuses that you're offering and maybe not because of the thing you're offering, which I find fascinating for sure. Let me ask you this. Um, how do you view adversity? I mean, you've seen your fair share of that. I mean, how, how did your mindset shift when bad things started happening to you and how did you begin to handle that in a productive way for yourself? You know, um, I, I don't view anything as good or bad because there isn't good or bad. There's just consequence. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't bad that I married the wrong person. Ultimately it was good. It wasn't bad that I made millions of dollars and then my second wife decided to grind it out of me and, you know, take more than I had. That wasn't good or bad. That was just a fact. And the truth is, all of that came back as a lesson to me to select the criteria of who I would spend the majority of my time with my wife, uh, change the criteria of how I was making that selection. So now 
I have the perfect wife. I, Erica, my bride, is my inspiration. She is the, the thing that gets me out of bed and motivated every single day. She's my best friend. She brings me joy. And, you know, I, I think about how it would have been had I given up on marriage, had I decided, oh, you know, all women are this way or all marriages are that way. And, and I just think that the challenge for most people is they spend so much time, once again, in victimhood. Life mm -hmm. will teach us lessons. The lessons will get harder until we've learned them. And we'll know we've learned our lessons when we finally change our habits. I love it. How do you set your day up for success? I get out of bed. That's where it starts. You just get out of bed. Yeah. And um, that's the, the thing that most people don't do. They lay in bed and they, they spend many minutes, if not half an hour or an hour, resetting their snooze button and going back and forth rather than just saying, no, I, I need to get up, <laughs> have my feet hit the floor. The first words out of my mouth should be, what a glorious day filled with love, health, opportunity, and potential. Next thing I should do is count my blessings. The rich do get richer. And the more we can acknowledge what's awesome about our lives, the more likely it is that we will get more. And then finally, you know, as you go into your day, once again, worst things first. If you don't get your workout in first thing, it's probably not going to happen. Getting your workout in first thing not only energizes your brain, releases endorphins, it, it makes sure that it gets done. Next, also do your creative work in the morning. If you don't do your creative processes in the morning, you'll put them off, you'll put them off, you'll get stuck doing busy work, non-productive work, and ultimately in the midst of things that don't really matter. And then finally, make sure your day's balanced. Make sure that you are taking the time to, to take care of yourself, do fun things. You know, I have offices, and I have uh, offices in Vegas. I have a, a work office there. I have a, an office at my theater, and I have offices in each of my homes. I prefer to work out of my homes because I prefer to be able to work for a little while, take a 15, 20 minute, 30 minute break, go hang out with my family, play a game of chess with my son. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, chat with my bride, go down to the beach, dip my feet in the water, and then come back to work. I think most people live unbalanced lives and they, they, they're not productive enough in the time they're working because they're unaware. They have bad priority management. They're not getting things done that actually matter. And ultimately, at the end of it all, they think time equates to success, and it doesn't. Productivity equates to success. Get important things done. I love that. What is the scariest thing you've ever done? I don't know. My open heart surgery may be right up there. Sure. And I wasn't, I wasn't afraid for me. I was afraid for my wife and my kids. I've lived a life, so I'm not afraid of death. At least I wasn't afraid of death before my wife. I'm not afraid of death now. I'm concerned about it because I want to take care of them. So if I was afraid of anything right now, my fear is that I hadn't done everything I could to make sure, sure their lives were as good as they could be with or without me. That is awesome. What do very few people know about you that might surprise us? I don't know that there's anything. I'm, I'm pretty much an open book. I'm a conservative, a Trump-loving human being that believes our government is not our friend. We need to step up and be honest. We need to be calm and kind. I believe that racism is a byproduct of the hard-leaning left uh, attempting to separate people so that we are always fighting against each other and not realizing that they're ripping us off. Mm -hmm. I think it would surprise them that I'm unafraid to have an opinion. 
because having an opinion means somebody will try to knock you down. And at mm -hmm. the end of the day, if I don't tell the truth and I don't have an opinion, then I might as well not exist because my existence didn't matter anyway. That's right. As we wind down, we've got less than two minutes until the end. Marshall, who inspires and motivates you? I think I've communicated that already. Yes. My wife, my wife and my babies, my children, Sterling, Maximus and Prosperity Silver. My wife, Erica, is the best decision I've ever made, Brian. She yes. is. Uh, she brings me more joy than anything in my life. I laugh with her. I am. I'm stimulated by her emotionally, mentally, certainly physically. She's a smoking hottie. Mm -hmm. And just every single day, I thank God, and I and I just count my blessings. And and every single day, myself, my wife, my kids, repeatedly, we tell each other we love each other throughout the day. We tell each other how grateful we are. We remind each other how fortunate we are to be family. My wife inspires me, then my babies. That's fantastic. So how can we find you? How can we tribe with you and vibe with you and learn more about what you're doing? Silver, S-Y-L-V-E-R dot com or I am the next multimillionaire.com. That site's not yet up. It'll drop in the next few days where they can see the program, they can apply, and I would love to have one of your listeners be the next multimillionaire. That's fantastic. Marshall, thank you for being here once again. This was fun, and I always have a great time with you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brian. And thanks to all of you for listening. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Please join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview another world-class achiever and learn what they did, what they overcame, and the lessons that we can learn along the way. Thank you for joining us. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Download and subscribe to the show on iTunes if you haven't already. And have a fantastic week, everyone. Take care. Goodbye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright.